Welcome to Zichur Daf Siman. Remember by Ram Goldhar and today we're Zechus Rosh Hashanah Daf Gimel, the first Barak of Rosh Hashanah. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, although Rabbi Yochanan proved that the Rosh Hashanah for Malachim is the same as the Rosh Hashanah for Yitzchak Yisrael, he failed to prove why the Rosh Hashanah for Yitzchak Yisrael must be Nisan as opposed to Tammuz of or other. The Gemara here brings a different source to show that the years of the king's reign are counted from Nisan. Rabbi Lazar said it was derived from here. He, referring to Shlomo Melch, began to build the base of Migdash in the second month, which is Er, in the second, in the fourth year of his reign. Now, what does the Pasuk mean by repeating in the second? Does it not mean the second month after the month from which the king's reign is counted? That is, Er is the second month of the king's reign, which begins in Nisan. So we see from here that Nisan is the Rosh Hashanah for Malachim. Point number two, with regard to the Mishnah's ruling that Nisan is Rosh Hashanah for kings, Rav Chista said, They taught this ruling only with respect to kings of Israel, but with respect to the kings of the other nations of the world, we count their reigns from Tishrei. For it stated, the words in Nehemia, the son of Chachalia, it was in the month of Kislev of the 20th year, and it's written, It was in the month of Nisan of the 20th year of our Tarshasta, in which the Pesach goes on to recount how Nehemia requested for the king to allow him to go to Yishlam and rebuild its walls. Since in referring to an incident that took place in Kislev, the Pesach describes it as occurring in the 20th year, and referring to an incident that took place later in Nisan, the Pesach also describes it as occurring in the 20th year, Mekal the Rosh Hashanah of Nisanu. Evidently, the Rosh Hashanah with respect to the king's reign is not Nisan, and once we know it's not Nisan, it stands to reason that it begins in Tishrei, which marks the new year in many other contexts. Point number three, when Rav Yosef challenged Rav Chis's ruling, that the reign of non-Jewish kings is reckoned from Tishrei, based on Psukim, referring to Daryavesh's reign, where Tishrei did not trigger the next year count of his reign, Rav Yitzhak answered, Korsh Melchashahaya, Lafichach Manulok Yisrael. Korsh, referring to Daryavesh, was a virtuous king. Therefore, they reckon his reign as they would for the kings of Israel from Nisan. It was Daryavesh who allowed work on the base of Migdash to proceed after a long break under his predecessors. Therefore, he was considered virtuous. Rashi explains that since he was considered kasher, he was referred to as Korish. When Rav Yosef further objects bringing Psukim to demonstrate that Nisan did not trigger the next year in the count of his reign, Rav Yosef answered that it was not a kasha, kan kodem shehichmitz. Here, in the part about the resumption of the temple's construction, which reckons Daryavesh's second year as beginning in Nisan, as though he were a Jewish king, the reference is to the period before he soured, kan whereas here, in the part about Ezra's ascent to Eretz Yisrael, which does not reckon his seventh year as beginning in Nisan, the reference is to the period after he soured. On the next stuff, we'll discuss how Daryavesh soured. So once again, the three points are, number one, although Rabbi Yochanan proved that the Rosh Hashanah for kings is the same as the Rosh Hashanah for Yitzhak Yisrael, he failed to prove why the Rosh Hashanah for Yitzhak Yisrael must be Nisan as opposed to Tammuz of or other. The Gemara here brings a different source to show that the years of the king's reign are counted from Nisan. Malazar said that it's derived from He, referring to Shlomo Melch, began to build the base of Migdash in the second month, which is Er, in the second, in the fourth year of his reign. Now, what does the Pesach mean by repeating in the second? Does it not mean the second month after the month from which the king's reign is counted? That is, Er is the second month of the king's reign, which begins in Nisan. We see from here that Nisan is Rosh Hashanah for kings.
Point number two, with regard to the Mishnah's ruling, that Nisan is Rosh Hashanah for kings, Rav Chisda said, Yisrael, olam, They taught this ruling only with respect to kings of Israel, but with respect to the kings of the other nations of the world, we count their reigns from Tishrei. For it stated, the words in the Chemya, the son of Chachalia, it was in the month of Kislev of the 20th year. And it's written, It was in the month of Nisan, the 20th year of Artashachsta, in which the Pasuk goes on to recount how Nehemiah requested for the king to allow him to go to Yushalayim and rebuild its walls. Now, since in referring to an incident that took place in Kislev, the Pasuk describes it as occurring in the 20th year, and referring to an incident that took place later in Nisan, the Pasuk also describes it as occurring in the 20th year, called the Rosh Hashanah, Lev Nisanu. Evidently, the Rosh Hashanah, with respect to the king's reign, is not Nisan. Once we know it's not Nisan, it stands to reason that it begins in Tishrei, which marks the new year in many other contexts. And point number three, when Rav Yosef challenged Rav Chis's ruling, that the reign of non-Jewish kings is reckoned from Tishrei, based on Sukkim referring to Daryavesh's reign, where Tishrei did not trigger the next year count of his reign, Rabbi Yitzhak answered, Korsh Melkasher Haya, Lafichach Manuel Yisrael, Korsh, referring to Daryavesh, was a virtuous king, therefore they reckoned his reign as they would from Malchi Yisrael. From Nisan, it was Daryavesh who allowed work on the base of Migdash to proceed after a long break under his predecessors, therefore he was considered virtuous. Rashi explains that since he was considered Kasher, he was referred to as Korsh. When Rav Yosef further objects, bringing Psukim that demonstrate that Nisan did not trigger the next year in the count of his reign, Rav Yitzhak answered that it was not a Kasha. Kan Kodin Shehichmitz, here in the Parsha about the resumption of the Temple's construction, which reckons Daryavesh's second year as beginning in Nisan, as though he were a Jewish king, the reference is to the period before he soured. Kan whereas here, in the Parsha about Ezra's ascent to Eretz Yisrael, which does not reckon a seventh year as beginning in Nisan, the reference is to the period after he soured. The more on the next duff will discuss how Daryavesh soured. Alright, so now we go to Simber Duff Gimel, and our standard simon is a gamal, a camel. So here goes. The camels competing in the great annual camel race, taking place in the second month in the second, race past the non-Jewish king, whose reign was counted in Tishrei, and who was beginning to look sour as he realized he was about to lose his massive bet. Once again, in slow motion. The camels, camels, that must be more Duff Gimel, gamal. The camels competing in the great annual camel race, taking place in the second month in the second, which reminds us, more brings a different source to show that the years of the king's reign are counted from Nisan. Mohazer said it's derived from so he, referring to Shlomelk, began to build the base of Mikdash in the second month, which is E.R., in the second, in the fourth year of his reign. What does the Pasuk mean by repeating in the second? Does it not mean the second month after the month from which the king's reign is counted? That is, E.R. is the second month of the king's reign, which begins in Nisan. We see from here that Nisan is Rosh Hashanah for kings. So, the camels competing in the great annual camel race taking place in the second month in the second race past the non-Jewish king whose reign was counted in Tishrei which reminds us with regard to the mission's ruling that Nisan is a Rosh Hashanah for kings Rav Chista said they taught this ruling only with respect to kings of Israel but with respect to the kings of the other nations of the world we count their reigns from Tishrei since in referring to an incident with Nehemiah that took place in Kislev the Pasuk describes it as occurring in the 20th year and referring to an incident that took place later in Nisan. The Pasuk also describes it as occurring in the 20th year, but called the Rosh Hashanah, love Nisan, who evidently the Rosh Hashanah with respect to the king's reign is not Nisan. And once we know it's not Nisan, it stands to reason that it begins in Tishrei, which marks the new year in many other contexts. So the camels competing in the great annual 
camel race taking place in the second month in the second race past a non-Jewish king whose reign was counted in Tishrei and who was beginning to look sour as he realized he was about to lose his massive bet. Which reminds when Rav Yosef challenged Rav Kisa's ruling that the reign of non-Jewish kings is reckoned from Tishrei, based on Psukim referring to Daryavesh's reign, where Tishrei did not trigger the next year account of his reign, Rabbi Yitzhak answered, Korish Mel Kamach Yisrael. Korish, referring to Daryavesh, was a virtuous king, therefore they reckoned his reign as they would for kings of Israel from Nisan. When later Psukim were brought, they demonstrated that Nisan did not trigger the next year of his reign, Rabbi Yitzhak answered that it was not a kasha, Kadim Kodim Shehich meets here in the parsha about the resumption of the temple's construction, which reckons Daryavesh's second year as beginning in Nisan, the references of the period before he soured. Whereas here, in the Parsha, which does not reckon his seventh year as beginning in Nisan, the reference is to the period after he soured. And then on the next stop, we'll discuss how Daryavesh soured. So once again, the camels competing in the great annual camel race, taking place in the second month, in the second, race past the non-Jewish king whose reign was counted in Tishrei, and who was beginning to look sour as he realized he was about to lose his massive bet. All right, now it's time for four blah Chazara. Daf So the simmer Daf is a Davrolach, a liquid, and we use chicken soup. So here goes. The ox fatten who pumped up his oxen with fatty chicken soup, chicken soup, that must be more on Daf Ches, a Davrolach. The ox fatten who pumped up his oxen with fatty chicken soup watched the one he just sold go according to the tchum of the buyer, which reminds us that a short shall patum, the ox of one who fattens cattle for sale, is according to the tchum like that of the feet of the one who purchases it. Since it's customary for these cattle to be sold, their owner intended at the beginning of Yantam for them to acquire the tchum of their eventual buyers, even if they're from a different city. Whereas a short shall roa, the ox of a shepherd, is according to tchum like that of the feet of the residents of the local town. Rush explains that this refers to a shepherd who raises his own animals and occasionally sells some to neighbors and acquaintances. The animals accord the tchum of the local town, since the shepherd's sales are limited to its residents. Since his animals are not especially fattened, people have no reason to come from another town to buy them. So the ox fattened, who pumped up his ox with fatty chicken soup, watched the one he just sold go according to the tchum of the buyer, while his friend who borrowed his ladle was restricted to the owner's tchum, which reminds the Mishan Daf Lamed Zayin Amadalaf stated, of one yantiv, it's accorded a tchum like the feet of the lender, even though this is obvious, since at the onset of Yantiv the Kli was in the position of the lender, this ruling was necessary in the case where there is someone who is in the habit of borrowing from it. You might have said that the lender assigned it to the possession and Tchum of the borrow before Yantiv, since he anticipates it being borrowed on Yantiv. But this isn't so. The lender will say to himself that since his friend did not yet ask to borrow, perhaps the borrower will find someone else and borrow from him. Therefore, the lender anticipated retaining possession of the Kli and thus took on his Tchum. So the ox fattener who pumped up his oxen with fatty chicken soup watched the one he just sold go according to the tchum of the buyer, while his friend who bought his ladle was restricted to the owner's tchum, where a traveling rabbi happened to be doving that his rulings be accepted by his peers. Which reminds us, when Rabbi Abba went up from Babel to Eretz Yisrael, he davened, Ye rabbi de emma milsa de tiskabel. May be the will of Hashem that I say something that will be accepted by the scholars there. When he arrived, he found them asking why in a case when women boiled water and salt for dough, that the dough should be restricted to the tchum common to both of the women, let the water and salt become bottled to the major ingredient of the dough, so only the tchum of the flour applies. When Rabbi Abba gave an answer based on the fact that bitta only works in the case of Isuri, but not a mamon, the Rabbanon laughed at him and the Gemara explains why. The Mephoshim explained that his prayer was inappropriate. He should have done it that his argument receive a serious hearing so that the truth of the matter be established. He shouldn't have asked that his position necessarily be accepted. Daf Lamates, the similar Daf Lamates is a letter, and we use a mailman. So here goes. The mailman, mailman, that must be one Daf Lamates, letter. The mailman carrying a special delivery of flames beyond the tchum, which reminds us the next Mishnah, 
draws halachic distinction between a gecheles and a shelhevis, a burning coal and a flame, given that a shelhevis is not a tangible object. The nafkaminas are regarding a tchum, me'iwa, hutza, and that which belongs to a vodazara. So the mailman carrying a special delivery of flames beyond the tchum almost fell into an oily bubble watering hole where someone was drawing water on behalf of his friend, which reminds us we have a Malchuk's Rav and Shmuel regarding someone who draws water from one of the water holes of the Oli bubble on behalf of his friend. Rav says it follows the tchum of the one who was drawn for, and Shmuel says it belongs to the one who drew it. The more concludes that the Malchuk's is based on another Malchuk's regarding finding a Metziah, a lost object with intent, that another should acquire ownership of it. So the mailman carrying a special delivery of flames beyond the tchum almost fell into an Oli bubble watering hole where someone was drawing water on behalf of his friend, who was upset because he was told that his tchum didn't reach his produce back in his hometown. Which reminds us, the next mission states, If one's produce was in another town, And the people of that town place an Arab tchum in order to bring some of the produce to him, they may not bring the produce. Daf Mem, so the Simr Daf Mem is a pool, so here goes. After depositing his fruit in a designated corner, by the guardian's pool, pool, that must be more Daf Mem, Mayim. After depositing his fruit in a designated corner, by the guardian's pool, which reminds us we have a Malchus Rav Shmuel regarding one who deposits produce with a friend for safekeeping. Rav holds the produce is Karagli Mishayifkidolo. The tchum of the deposit is like that of the feet of the one to whom it was entrusted, versus Shmuel holds Karagli Amafki. The tchum is according to the feet of the depositor. In a case in which the guardian assigned the depositor a specific corner in the guardian's house for storing the deposited produce, he is not the legal guardian of the produce, but the owner is. So after depositing his fruit in a designated corner by the guardian's pool, he wisely had his domesticated cow take a drink of water before the shechita. Which reminds them, the reason the mission says that one may water domesticated animals and shech them when it's obvious that one may give water to his animal in Yantiv is to inform us in passing of another matter that one should first water his animal and then shech it because of the adhesion of the hide to the animal. If one waters his animal before the shechita, it then becomes easier to skin later. So after depositing his fruit in a designated corner by the guardian's pool, he wisely had his domesticated cow take a drink of water before the shechita. While his range animals graze happily in the pasture, since they were considered muksa when it came to shechita, which reminds us of the Gemara's final discussion regarding what Rebbe holds regarding the muksa status of range animals, when it seems that he subscribes to Rebbe Shimon's narrow view of muksa law. Three answers are given. Daf base of the simmer daf base is a bias, is a house. So here goes the royal house, royal house. That must move on daf base. The royal house where a king sat on his throne as the star was being signed, according to the year of his reign in the month of Nisan, which reminds us the opening Mishnah teaches that the first of Nisan is Rosh Hashanah from Malachim, which Rav Chisla said is needed with respect to Staros for documents. It was taught in the Mishnah, Shtar Echovam Damim Pusulim, Mukharim Bukshirim, predated dead documents or puzzle, or post-dated ones are kosher. If the loan document is predated, the lender could use it to unlawfully collect properties that the borrower sold before the actual date of the loan, but after the date recorded in the document. Since stars are commonly dated using the year of the king's reign, it's necessary to have a standardized method of reckoning that year to determine whether a particular document is predated or postdated. So the royal house where a king sat on his throne as the star was being signed, according to the year of his reign in the month of Nisan, featured a massive mural depicting the history of Israel from Yitzhak Yitzray, which reminds Rabbi Yochanan said, from where do we know that we count the years of kings only from Nisan? Makish Malkus Shlomo will Yitzhak The Pasuk compares the reign of Shlomo to Yitzhak Yitzray with respect to counting the years. Ma Yitzhak Yitzray Nisan of Malkus Shlomo Nisan. Therefore, just as the years from Yitzhak Yitzray are counted from Nisan, 
so too the years of the reign of Shlomo are counted from Nisan. So the royal house where a king sat on his throne as the star was being signed, according to the year of his reign in the month of Nisan, featured a massive mural depicting the history of Israel, from Yitzhak all the way to the death of Aaron, which reminds the Gemara how we know we count the years from Yitzhak from Nisan, perhaps we count them from Tishrei. And answers that one should not consider that possibility, since when referring to Aaron's death that took place in Av, the Torah describes it as occurring in the 40th year from the Exodus. And referring to the beginning of Moshe's speech in the beginning of Chumash Dvarim, which was said five months later, with Tishrei in between, the Torah also describes it as occurring in the 40th year. Makal the Rosh Hashanah loved Tishrei Hu. It is evident that the Rosh Hashanah, with respect to Yitzhak Yitzrayim, is not Tishrei. All right, that concludes today's shear. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichur, wishing a great day and great learning.